Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood with Mike Tom. If you've ever wondered if God is still at work, today you'll see not only is he at work, but he's on the move in a big way. Earlier this month, hundreds of people were baptized in a historic event in central Thailand. Today we're joined by Robert Kraft of Oricha Village. He's going to tell us a little bit more about that and why this event happened. That's today on Connections. We're joined today by Reach Village founder and president Robert Kraft. Now, we've spoken to you in the past about large baptisms, but there was recently a very large one that broke a record, and we're going to hear about that coming up in a little bit. First of all, Robert, what is Reach Village for those who don't know? Well, Reach Village uh, is actually a, more of a cause than an organization, and I began thinking about it years ago. And uh, the fact that we need to get out there and do what Jesus said to do in Mark 138, and that is go to the nearby villages and and preach. That is why I have come, he said. So uh, basically, that's why I founded Reach a Village in uh, 2012 as a focus on this particular strategy of going out and obeying Jesus and preaching the good news in villages that had not yet heard. So that's our primary focus is to go to villages that have not yet heard the gospel. They have no believers, no Bibles, no no existing church. I think for so many of us in North America, we hear people that have not heard the good news. And you think, like, who hasn't heard the good news of Jesus? What's the reality of that, though, around the globe? The reality is that more than two billion people around the globe live in isolated areas or places where actually they, they have no direct gospel contact. Now, that may not mean, that may mean that, that there is in the air on, on shortwave or some form, they might be able to have access, but it does mean that there's that many people who haven't responded to the gospel at all because they probably haven't heard it. And uh, the estimates are about two Point one to 2.3 billion people are in that kind of position around the world. That's a lot of people. <laughs> that's a, that's a, well, it's an overwhelming amount of people when you think about it, because I know it's very easy for us in North America to think, well, you know, why don't they just pick up their cell phone and yeah. you know, their smartphone and just <laughs> Google God and it'll come up, you know, but it's not that easy in places that have no access to the gospel or they're too poor to have access to a smartphone or even a, a any kind of the t- modern technology that we have. So uh, there's still quite a number of the earth that does not live like the average Canadian or American. Now, one of the things I love about your network and the work that you folks do, like you're training local indigenous people to go out and spread the good news, right? It's not like a bunch of people coming from North America to save everybody. You're equipping the local body to do this work. Absolutely right. And the reason that uh, that we took this approach is from my own personal experience. I uh, went out to the mission field. I was in Thailand 40 years ago now. <laughs> I was there as a missionary. So it's been a long time coming, but... Even at that point, I realized that the local believers, if you could mobilize them, if you can equip them, uh, 
they were so much better at sharing the gospel than I could ever be. I, I didn't come from a Buddhist background. I, I didn't come from even that rural kind of farming existence that day-to-day life that these people come from. And so it was so much obvious. It was very obvious to me that this would be the better way. And so even uh, throughout the past 35, 40 years of working with missions, in missions to try to get the Great Commission out, I've focused on local people who had the burden and passion and helping them do what they're passionate about and what they're qualified and capable of doing and what they feel God has called them to do just makes me a, a partner in it all. But I love it. I mean, the the impact is just overwhelming. It sounds pretty exciting to be a part of. I'm wondering, as the world deals with COVID-19, the pandemic, uh, what has it been like in Thailand and the places you serve? What's the reality been like for them? Oh, it's very interesting because it does vary from country to country. Uh, the Thailand baptism of 1,325 people, uh, someone asked me just yesterday, well, uh, did how did COVID, is it because of COVID that these people are coming to Christ? You know, there's, and there may be some of that, but actually we projected more people to come to the Lord before COVID because people are not able to move. You know, they're not able to move as freely within their countries from village to village as they were before COVID. So we believe that in Thailand, as an example, which which actually has a, a quite low COVID rate, uh, they've been able to to accomplish a lot, but yet they could have accomplished even more had it not been for COVID. So it is kind of interesting to try to figure out what is sparking this response. I'm sure COVID helps open people's hearts, and that's true in many countries, and it's the same in Thailand. But again, uh, limiting, limiting people's mobility has, I'm sure, slowed down some of the movement in the other countries as well. So we're seeing that in Cambodia. We're seeing that, especially in Myanmar. Myanmar has closer ties to China than many of the other Southeast Asian countries. And therefore, they have actually had more of an impact from the COVID virus. And that has caused the government in Myanmar to have a pretty well, as of a couple of weeks ago, we heard a lockdown. And so we saw pictures of empty streets coming from our partners in Myanmar, of empty streets uh, and neighborhoods protecting their neighborhood from any outsiders. So yeah, it's uh, it's had quite an impact in some countries. And in countries like Thailand that have had less COVID, it's had less impact on the gospel. Interesting. Uh, so what, I just found the article on our website, October 28th of 2019. We talked to you <laughs> after that video of 600 believers baptized in a single service. Now we're talking to you almost a year later, uh, well, 11 months later, pretty much. Tell us, right. you mentioned the number previously there, but tell us what just took place there. Another big baptism. Yeah, on September 6th, uh, 1,435 people were baptized in central Thailand from about four provinces, actually five. The ones who came, a few came from a province quite six hour drive away. So quite a drive away. And, uh, 
they were all baptized in one location in Pechabun province. This is in the heart of Thailand. If you were had a, had a map of Thailand on the wall and you were trying to hit the very center of Thailand with a dart, uh, that would be Pechabun. So it's right in the heart of Thailand where we're seeing this revival happen. And that's that's also amazing. It's a very traditionally Thai totally Thai cultural place right there in the heartland of Thailand. And yet this is where we're seeing the most response for the, from the, uh, for the gospel from those villagers. So they came from all over to one central location or it was taking place in different provinces at once. Well, there are baptisms that take place in different provinces at once, but they wanted to have this one, because you think about it, in that part of Thailand, it's less than 1% Christian, so 0.76, 0.78. It's, it's about right there right now. So with that low of a population, they might, you know, the 8 or 10 or 12 or 15 believers in a particular village might feel quite isolated and quite separate. And one of the causes for them bringing in people to one central location is to show them that they're part of something bigger. The kingdom of God, the family of God is bigger than just the message that you receive. Look, there's these other people who are also (laughs) receiving this message and they've come today too. So uh, it's amazing that God is doing this and he's helping consolidate the Thai church and help them realize that this is really his movement and uh, having it in one place was um, unusual. I mean, that doesn't happen all the time, but it does, it did happen this year. They, they were planning for it. And even in spite of COVID, it happened. I was just gonna, I was just wondering about COVID. You mentioned the numbers are pretty low in Thailand and the areas you, you reach. Was there some concern about bringing all these people together from all over that maybe you might cause a spike accidentally or something like that? Uh, well, I didn't hear any of that, but I'm sure that, yeah, it was discussed among the the partners, the FJCCA there on the ground. It was discussed and it was, uh, the, the, the numbers are so low in Thailand that even the uh, New York Times recently had an article about what's Thailand doing? That yeah. we, you know, it, it was the first, reported country that had a case outside of China and lo and behold, boom, you know, nothing, no big outbreak. What's going on here? That's well, we attribute it to the mercy of God. For one thing. <laughs> I was just going to ask, what do you, you're not a scientist obviously, but you have some ideas, but yeah, God at work maybe. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Mercy and miracles. Uh, you know, you put those two together and you're talking about our God. Uh, but beyond that, there are some cultural factors that we believe. Ah. Um, you know, they are, they are a monarchy. And so, and they, two different things here. They're a monarchy. They, they tend to respect authority. Mm. They tend to obey public, um, public demands or stipulations for how they would handle a health crisis. Um, and beyond that, they're also what's called a consensus culture. So they usually make decisions as a group. There's not a there's there's not a strong individualistic bent in the Thai people. They're very culture oriented and they they look 
to see the benefit of the broader good, That's if you will. Interesting. The common good. Do you yeah, find and so by I think it, I think these cultural plus spiritual factors uh came right into play together to, to form kind of the perfect unstorm, you know, yeah. the perfect climate for a revival to happen. So uh, to me it's just it's God's timing, it's God's work. Uh, to God's glory. I love that. Um, do you find the local church in Thailand, maybe they're a bit more united then because of that sense of consensus? Yes. Uh, that I would say they, you know, they are a minority in the entire country. You know, Christians would, all sorts of Christians would be 3% or less. And so you're looking at a time like this really gives them a chance to, to, exercise their faith in a period of crisis. And so I do think it's brought some unity, uh, additional unity to the church Mm. in Thailand. And now this movement happening in the midst of all of that, here you have these historic numbers of people being baptized. Uh, It is causing the Thai church to rejoice (laughs) and and to actually rally around what's happening. Is God doing something special in our country that we should be paying attention to? So we've seen those same sort of responses from the church at large, the broader church in Thailand. That's so great. And something that the broader church around the world should be paying attention to maybe and watching what they're doing. Uh, What's it do to you when you see 1,435 people enter the water (laughs) to be baptized? Uh, Just like always, I have to get out my handkerchief, man. (laughs) I, I I can't see that kind of response without just being so thankful to God. for bringing these people who for centuries had sat in darkness, you know, worshiping idols, imagine, Mm. actually literally bowing down and giving their goods and and giving their children to the priesthood and and bowing down before idols. And then to see them being baptized and rejoicing and smiling and laughing, it's just wonderful. The joy of the Lord is their strength, but it also strengthens me when I see it. I love it. I got a big grin on my face I can't get off now, and I haven't, like, yeah, <laughs> I've never experienced it in person, <laughs> but I can imagine it, and the celebration going on with the people and the celebration in heaven, just amazing. Yes, amen, amen. The celebration in heaven, imagine 2,000 years after Christ died for these people, they're just hmm. finding out. yeah. And they're responding. You know, they're not resisting. They're responding. So it's a wonderful time in church history in Thailand for God to do his work. Love it. Uh, Tell us about Reach a Village. How can we keep up to date with more amazing stories like this and the work that you're doing? Well, we we have a wonderful partner in Canada. That's the beauty of this. Uh, The Bible League of Canada is our Canadian counterpart, our partner. And they... They know everything that's going on. We we communicate with them regularly. They communicate with us regularly. Uh, the donations of Canadian donors are shared with the network in Thailand. So it's a wonderful opportunity for any Canadian donors to get involved or people. If you want to pray, you can also go to the Bible League of Canada website and read about Thailand. It's going to be the same information that we share with them and they and we share uh, together. So um, it's it's quite easy for Canadians to 
keep up with this. Or you can go to the reachavillage.org website and, and look at uh, it's We're based here in the U.S., uh, and you can see stories and pictures as well. So uh, we, we welcome you to look at both sites and uh, feel free to call uh, to the Bible League of Canada and talk with them. And we also have uh, a toll-free number that Canadians can call. I, I assume you can call toll-free numbers in the yes. U.S. Uh, so that's 833-41-BIBLE. 833-41-BIBLE. That will get you uh, to the Reach a Village office here. But I uh, want to really appreciate what you and the audience have done in praying for this. I, I think that there's been a lot of prayer. One of the things that I yeah. haven't really said, but I think there's been a lot of prayer since the story broke last year about uh, Thailand. And more and more people from around the world are praying for Thailand. It seems to have been so resistant to the gospel for the last 200 years. The gospel's been in the country and yet very little response. So continue to pray and pray that there wouldn't be any kind of backlash um, to the baptisms, to the growth of the church, to the reaching of villages. Uh, That's a big prayer request, that there wouldn't be any backlash, that God would help protect these wonderful ground-level workers as they move out from village to village, just sharing the gospel with their neighbors, friends, and family. Well, we're going to pray that. And the first time we talked to you 11 months ago, there were 600 people baptized. 11 months later, 1,400. That means I'm going to pray and believe in 10 months <laughs> when we talk to you, there's 3,000 getting baptized. <laughs> uh, amen. Amen. Uh, they were really only expecting 900. Really? And uh, yeah, at first. And then the names kept coming in. Wow. And they. By the way, they re- they know each one of these people by name. Wow! That each one of them is being tracked as to how how much discipleship they've gone through, uh, and that's how they got to this point of baptism. Oh, they, right. they were actually preparing preparing them for months, and then they had the occasion, and they brought them all together. So it's uh, it's been an amazing thing to watch this the wonderfully blessed. And very uh, spiritually skillful people of Thailand that are in, uh, in this operation, in this ministry for the Free in Jesus Christ Church Association. They formed themselves into an association. They don't really like to look at themselves as a denomination, but more as an association of churches that have come to know Jesus. And the Bible is right there in the in the midst of it all, and they're learning from the Bible directly, they're being discipled, and that that is one of the important components of what we're doing here. We're we're looking at you know thirty five to forty percent of the budget for um, taking care of these this number of disciples ends up being about thirty five to forty percent of the budget is scriptures, Bible study materials, just basic components to help them have the milk of the word of God and then finally get into the meat of the entire word of God. At baptism, we like to try to give them an entire Bible. So that's uh, that's an easy link up for us with the Bible League of Canada because yeah. they're, they're wonderful at doing, providing just that. That component is huge in a movement like this. I love it. 
Uh, Robert, thank you so much for joining us again. And yeah, our audience will continue to pray with you and continue to follow along with uh, Thailand and the church growing there. Well, God bless you and uh, all the wonderful praying people of Canada. We love you and uh, appreciate what your radio ministry is doing to strengthen people's faith uh, right here in North America. And uh, God bless you. Appreciate the opportunity today. Thanks again for joining us today on Connections. You can listen to this show twice a day, once in the morning as well as in the afternoon. You can also hear the podcast version at podcastfield.ca or wherever else you get your favorite podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.